The following program is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. Overwhelmed over the situations going on. What happens when you pull up to a gas station and put the nozzle in your tank? What are you thinking about as the gas is going in? Friends, I've been praying for you all week. I've been praying for myself all week because sometimes, friends, if we are not careful, the things in the world can overwhelm us. We can lose hope. We can lose optimism. And this radio show called Get the Hell Out of Your Life is all about getting that out of your life and letting you understand and totally believe that God's in charge and that we must live one day at a time, one moment at a time. Every moment is a blessing. Love your family, love your friends, love your job. Friends, God is with you. God is for you. And today's show is about a couple, James and Petrina Pacheco, who walked out of the darkness into a light of beauty, peace, and purpose. Before I go to them, I want to ask you, have you ever got up in the middle of the night to get a glass of water or something? And you don't want to turn on the lights because you don't want to disturb anyone, but then you trip. (laughs) You stub your toe. You say words that I can't say over the radio. Friends, when we are in darkness, we stumble through life and we don't know where we are going to end up. And that's why so much of this overwhelmed feeling that you and I get once in a while, it comes from the dark. It doesn't come from the light because the light is peace. The light is hope. The light is your future. So today, as you listen to my guest, I want you to begin to picture yourself walking out of any darkness that may be encroaching upon you and walking into the light of peace, of clarity, of understanding the times that you and I are living in. This is a great time. Now, the darkness wants to put fear in us, but we have to always remember that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power in love in sound mind. I pray for you every day, my friend. We are in this together. And these wonderful guests in my studio today, James and Petrina, have a story of leaving darkness into light and are doing incredible things, just exactly what you need to hear today. Welcome, James. Welcome, Petrina. So glad to have you here. Good morning, Ron. Well, James, I'll let you start off. Tell me your story. Well, my story starts in August of 2013, August 11th to be exact. I walked into a little country church for my daughter's baptism, and uh, the Lord ambushed me there on his ground, and uh, little did I know it would be the day of my salvation, and uh, God knows there was plenty of hell in my life. Uh, I was angry, angry at the Lord, angry at myself, and I didn't like people, and being a public servant uh, who is sworn to protect and serve, 
uh, that put me in an awkward position because angry at everybody and not wanting to be around people, God had a lot to work with there. The, uh, the service was something that I had not been accustomed to. You know, I grew up in a church where uh, you walked in, everybody was wearing suit and ties and everything was real rigid. Three songs, you sit down, sermonette, you sing a song, you stand up, sing another song and one hour church. And that was it week in and week out. And, uh, come to this little church and, uh, we're singing, uh, praise and worship songs that I don't know, uh, anything about. And I don't recognize them. And, and, uh, you know, I look down at my watch and here we are 30 minutes into this and we're still singing. And, uh, it's very uncomfortable for me because, uh, I don't feel worthy to be in a house of God prior to me entering into this worship service. Here I am, you know, full of the world, full of sin, full of lust in my heart. And I look up on stage and see this pretty blonde girl and start having these worldly thoughts. And uh, as clear as I'm talking to you, I hear the Lord tell me, we didn't come here to meet anybody. We came here for your daughter's baptism. And the back of the, the hairs on the back of my head stood up and I went over and sat down and I didn't move until church started. And, uh, I didn't look at her either, the whole worship service. I was afraid to look at her. I didn't want to hear that voice, you know. I didn't hear my, want to hear my father in heaven scolding me anymore. But uh, 30 minutes into the worship service and, uh, you know, the worship team starts to come off the stage. And I think, man, finally. And uh, this beautiful blonde that I'm afraid to look at now, she's still standing on the stage. And she sings uh, Amazing Grace, which uh, even as a heathen uh, was a very, very, impactful song in my life. I knew that I was a wretch and uh, I was fighting back the tears, you know, church full of people that I didn't know. And here I am a tough guy, a law enforcer, and uh, I'm, I'm biting my lip to hide back the tears. You know, finally the song's over and I think to myself, I made it, you know, I, I wasn't no crying and uh, she doesn't leave the stage. And I'm thinking, my God. And she says to the crowd, the audience there in the congregation, she says, this next song I wrote it's my very first song. I've never sung it before. Uh, it's called Thank You, Lord. I hope you like it. And then they play the CD track, and she starts singing. And I'm I'm sitting there now uh, listening to a song about my life. And it's very awkward. It's very uncomfortable. And I think, how dare she air out my dirty laundry in front of all these people? And the Lord started working on me. And then I started weeping, uncontrollably weeping. And... uh I didn't like that. It was very uncomfortable for me. And uh, and then the little minister, after she gets done singing, the little minister gets up there that, uh, that I had walked by and judged by his outward appearance, starts preaching this sermon about my life. I thought, man, he's reading my mail. You know, he, what, he knows about me. He's, he's talking about me. At the end of that, he has an altar call. And in part of the sermon, he, he pulls out a, um, a little can of skull. And he said, I used to have a chewing tobacco uh, problem. And one day I pulled this can out and I heard the Lord say, you don't need that. All you need is me. And he threw it like a hockey puck into the woods. And uh, when I went up at the altar, I told him I wanted to get rid of bourbon. I wanted to get rid of cigars. I wanted to get rid of drunkenness and I wanted to change my life and I wanted to give my life to the Lord and uh that day God changed me he took those appetites from me and uh 
I haven't had a bourbon or cigar since. So, and I was a functioning drunk. I walked into that into that church full of sin, full of bitterness, and God changed me that day. And I was just there to see my daughter get baptized. So I thought, yeah, yeah. I got to talking to Petrina. It, it took me three weeks to get the courage to look at her and talk to her because I didn't want to hear my father scold me. And uh, Now, Petrina is the blonde. Yes. Petrina is the blonde that uh, <laughs> well, that was singing. <laughs> that was singing about me, yes. And uh, God has got a sense of humor. Um, what was your first words to her? I seen her at the water cooler in the back, and uh, I would have not, I would not have spoke to her that day, except when I looked up, there she was standing. So I was kind of cornered. And the first words out of my mouth were, um, "Good morning. I just wanted to let you know that I really like your music ministry." Well, she didn't have a music ministry at that time, but I don't. God put those words in my mouth, and that's what I said. And now, Petrina, you're here. Do you remember that day he walked up to the water cooler? Very much so. I'll tell you to to start back at the the first day that he uh, stepped foot in the church. I was nervous that day. It was the very first time that I was going to sing the song that I wrote, the very first song I ever wrote that God gave me. And um, the church was packed because it was like, you know, my debut um, service. And so my parents were there. A lot of family members were there. And um, I remember looking out over the crowd and I remember seeing him. And at the time, with what he does, he was um, he he looked like a, a biker. I just remember that his beard was really long, and he just looked angry. So I I noticed him, and I saw his face of just anger. He didn't want to be there. I could tell that. So when I saw him, I looked up at the ceiling, as if I was looking up to God, and I said, "That's going to be a tough one for you to crack." I remember saying that, and I'm thinking, whew, he looks, you know, he looks like it's going to be a tough one. So he's looking at you saying, boy, look at that hot blonde, yeah. and you're looking up and saying, God, this is going to be a tough yes. one to crack. Yes. And well, you know what God did? He showed me that he's God, and he broke his walls down that day, and he gave his life to the Lord that day and never missed a service after that. Wow. So, yes. But the day at the water cooler— um, his daughter that came to get baptized, that, that was getting baptized the day he came, she was with him. And then he had his youngest daughter was with him. And I, I had not seen her up until that point. That was the very first time. So when I walked, I was going toward the restroom and he was at the water cooler. So when he turned around, it was like we were just face to face. And um, and that's what he said. He said, I just want to tell you that I appreciate your music ministry. And he started to choke up and started to cry. And his daughters, I'll never forget their faces, they looked at, <laughs> up at him, and they were like, oh, my gosh. And they looked at each other like, my dad is crying. I don't even know what to do right now. So everybody was just looking at each other like such an awkward moment. So I broke the ice, and I was like, well, hello. And I, you know, I extended my hand to his youngest daughter, and I introduced myself. And that's when she told me, my name is Sarah, and and um and you know, we just got to. I got to know wow. her then. Yeah, so it was it was really amazing. So we're going to take a break, but y'all got married eventually, right? Yes. So we're going to hear about the God ordained marriage that took place yes. and what life is like now because you are a very happy couple. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. 
Charles Dickens wrote the famous words, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Those same words could be used to describe America today. We see amazing progress in areas of communications, science, and medicine, yet at the same time, we are a hurting culture that has rising suicide rates, a staggering number of drug overdoses, and a growing mental health crisis. We see more hate crimes, continued racial disharmony, and a growing lack of civility for others. When Jesus came into the world, there were some similar challenges. There was oppression, excessive taxation, class wars, and rampant social problems. But it was this time in history that gave us the best news ever. Jesus Christ took the sin of the world and offers every person something that is truly beautiful and undeserved. If you want to learn more about beginning a personal relationship with Jesus, then call or text us at 888-NEED-HIM. But I'm coming out of the darkness, moving into his fullness. Since God removed the scales from my eyes, from my eyes, I'm coming out of the darkness, moving into his fullness. Since God removed the Welcome back, listeners. What a show! James and Petrina Pacheco are in the studios. Now, James shared in the first part of the show his testimonies. In your words were, James, bourbon, bitterness, and anger you were filled with when you walked into the church. Is that right? That's correct. I, my worldview was through the bottom of a bourbon bottle, and uh, it was pretty much daily. If I wasn't burning a cigar and drinking bourbon, I was asleep. But then your life changed, and part of it was Petrina's anointed singing just melted you like butter. You eventually started dating, right? Go ahead, baby. All right, Petrina. You're 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 the so, lo- okay. So after the conversation with the water cooler, you know, and that broke the ice a little. Um, I wasn't sure how I was feeling about. I, I know I was excited to see him at church every single time the door opened because that was how I I was, you know, from the time that I got saved. And uh, he was eager to be there, and I could see that he was genuinely there for the Lord and that he loved the Lord. And you could just see the transformation happening in him, and it, it was just amazing to witness. And so we began to to talk, and, um, you know, just in conversation, and I found him so easy to talk to. And he's a good listener, and I'm a talker. So, I mean, we worked well together in that regard. And um, so I found myself talking to him a lot and just, you know, just always having something to get off my chest or just needing, you know, just someone to talk to. And he was always there. So I think that's what really started to draw us together. And knowing that he loved the Lord as much as I did was definitely a huge plus. So when was the big date? When did you get married? (laughs) October the 4th, 2014, which is um, 10-4. Yeah, <laughs> 10-4. that was not something I realized until after. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you did That's that on purpose. <laughs> big 10-4. Yes. And today, you both are so happy mm-hmm. and glowing, but the best part is now you have a church and you are ministering together. James, where's your church? Wolf Creek Community Church is in the Kill, Mississippi, off of Wolf Creek Road. It's the same church that I walked into in 2013 and got saved. Yes. 
I um, we sure, got married there. We and got married there. Now we pastor there at the church, same church. Your heart also is to reach out into the community and reach people that were feeling low like you were and unworthy. That's right. You felt like you shouldn't even be in church. That's right. So you tried to reach them now in the community. Is that correct? Yes. And we started a ministry called Second Chance, Second Chance Music and Ministries, yes. because we serve a God of second chances. Yes. And as a narcotics agent, I see that we are not going to arrest our way out of this problem. It impacts everybody in our community. There's nobody in my church congregation that hasn't been impacted with drug addiction, pornography, alcoholism, abuse. And so we started a No Judgment Day um, outreach ministry for addicts who haven't gone into the system yet, who want help. They can come forward, not have to worry about being judged, and we'll find rehab for them. And there are a lot of resources out there that are faith-based, and they are free. Yes, Petrina has a uh, women's group. And I'll let her talk about that. Well, I went through several years of uh, abuse, physical abuse, well, every type of abuse in one relationship for for years. And um, I ended up after leaving, I had to go into hiding for a year when I left. And I ended up staying drunk for three years, just trying to cope with what I had been through before that. So once um, I got saved and I gave my life to the Lord and I realized that I still had a lot of healing to do. Um, just being away and out of that situation wasn't enough, you know, and so I, I had to just start letting God change me from the inside out. And I realized that it was needed um, even from people who've been through child abuse or, you know, whatever type of abuse it is. There's just some damage. And um, so I started a women's group for abused women, but it's it's grown to uh, just issues that vary, not just abuse. And so I, I we meet with that. And I also the music that I write is a lot of it is testimonial music about my own life. So we um, we get invited to churches. Uh, we've been to Oklahoma, Missouri, um, Alabama, different places where I go and give my testimony and minister in music. And I share the music with um, people. That's awesome. Now, and we're going to give the contact number website in just a few minutes, listeners. So James, um, somebody out there listening now, they have no hope. They have no hope. They are just where you were, but they don't want to walk into a church. What would you tell that person? Jesus didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. He came for you that, uh, you don't feel worthy to walk into a church. We receive everybody with open arms. I don't care how many tattoos or earrings you have. I don't care uh, if you were a prostitute or a drug addict. And that's the that's the heart of Jesus, compassion and love. And uh, don't wait to fix yourself because it'll never happen. You can't do it. That's right. You need to find a church. Petrina, with women out there, there's a lot of women that are in the same boat. They just feel like they're the only ones. Mm-hmm. No one can understand what that's they're right. going through. What would you tell that woman right now that is listening? That there is hope. There's definitely hope. And until you realize that you need the help and that you can't do it in your own strength, you can't leave on your own, that you do need you know, help. And it would be from God that you know he gives you that ability to walk away from a situation that you honestly cannot see yourself away from. I truly believe that I was going to die where I was, but now I look back and I see that you know it was only by the hand of God that I, I got out. James, a lot of people are looking for peace. Jesus is peace, and Jesus will give us a peace, won't he? 
Ron, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, I was trying to fill a void that I could never fill. It was God that I was searching for, but I was throwing alcohol. I was throwing uh, relationships. I was throwing all these physical things to it to feed the flesh, but it was never being fed. It was an insatiable craving that couldn't be fed. Only Jesus could fill it. And for those people out there that are listening, you are worthy. Yes. And and that void that you're feeling is that God the Father wants to have a relationship with you yes. through his son, Jesus. And Jesus is the only way. Jesus is what you need. You don't need that that line of cocaine or that hit of meth. You don't need that bourbon or whatever vice that you're turning to. All you need is Jesus, and he is the hope. And, and listeners, that is one reason on this program that I bring in real people with real struggles that offer real hope. I mean, these people have been down as low as you can go, but now they are doing incredible things for the Lord. So there is hope. There is life after drugs. There is life after addiction. There's life after abuse. There really is. The hardest thing, Petrina, for all of us is taking that first step. That's right. To pick up the phone and just say, I need help. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree with that. And uh, I believe that a lot of times these women, they start to believe what they've been told by their abuser and they can't see themselves any other way. But they cry. If you cry out to Jesus and let him change you, he'll change the way you see yourself as well and know that you're worthy of his love. Well, let's give a contact number right now. If somebody out there, whether it be a, a lady or a gentleman, and they want some help, they need to talk to someone right now. 228-669-0989. And uh, you will reach either myself or Petrina. Yes. 228-669-0989. And you will talk to them. And as you said, your ministry, non-judgment, it's a... You're going to talk to them. That's you're not right. going to lecture them. No. You're not going to go look for them to arrest them. No. <laughs> you're, you're just going to love the hell out of their life. Amen. By pointing them. That's right. To Jesus. That's right. So, uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about your music. So people now, she has, you heard the bumper music coming into this segment. That is Petrina's music. Now, if somebody wants to listen to your music, you're on iTunes, right? I am. Yes. And, and Amazon music as well. Okay. Well, how do they find you? It's uh, the name of the album is Coming Out of the Darkness, Petrina Pacheco. Coming out of the darkness, yes. man. I tell you, that was a great day in my life coming out of the darkness. I believe this is the greatest time ever to be a Christian because as the world is getting darker, God is turning our light even brighter and brighter. Amen. And we know that it is only God's light that will cast out the darkness. That's right. Do you see good things for the church in the future, James, Petrina? Absolutely. You know, if you if you look at the text and scripture of the Bible, the church grows during persecution. And what we are starting to experience in America is persecution. Uh, not like our brothers and sisters in India or Africa or in the Middle East, but it's coming. And uh, you're going to see the church grow because it always grows under persecution. It does. Well, I always like my guest, and if you want to do this together, you can, to pray for Absolutely. our listeners, to pray for somebody out there. Well, Trina, I would just say that if I leave anything out, you jump right in. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today on this day that you have created for us, Father. And Father, I, I ask that you would reach everyone, Father, listening 
with the sin, within the sound of my voice, Father. I ask that you would touch them. And if they're hurting, Father, if they're searching, Father, I ask that you would wrap your arms around them and let them experience your presence, Father. I ask, Father, that you would give them the courage to step out and take that baby step in faith, Father. Open a door for them that no man can shut, Father, that they can find that help that they need, Father. And we ask that you would draw them close to you, Father. We thank you for this radio show, Father. We ask that you would bless it, bless the efforts of Ron, Father. And we ask for your divine intervention, Father, into the lives of these people, Father, that are hurting and lost. We ask that you would draw them to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I hope you can tell by listening to Petrina and James that their church would be some cool place to go. If anything, just to go check out this blonde that uh, James was drawn to. But remember, she is married, but she's got an incredible voice. The name of your church, one more time. And location. Wolf Creek Community Church in Kiel, Mississippi. And your phone number, one more time. 228-669-0989. And the last question I'd like to ask my guests, how do you get the hell out of your life? Jesus Jesus, is the way. (laughs) Jesus is the way. That's right. Thanks for coming by. You're welcome. Thank you. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Friends, my time is up, and one of the most awesome things about God is this. No matter how many dumb, boneheaded things that I do yesterday, today, or in the future, that I can come to God and just say, Lord, I am so sorry. I don't know why I did that. The darkness came in, but I need the light in my life. Father, forgive me. Friends, how many times will God give you a second chance? Well, thousands of times. So don't become overwhelmed with all the nonsense in your life. Don't become overwhelmed with the circumstances of the world. But put your focus in the eyes of Jesus as you are sitting with him having coffee or walking with him on the beach or mowing or in the shower, just tell Jesus, fill me, inspire me, encourage me. Lord, let me become everything that I was created to become. And friends, I want to remind you to go to iTunes or Amazon and check out Patrina Pacheco, a brand new song just released called I'm Not Her Anymore. I am praying for you this week and please pray for me. I'll be back next week with another great inspirational program of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Please share this program and check my website out thepromoter.org Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.